Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be discussing Season 4 of The Blacklist, and Ace will be joining us to discuss Season 4 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Hey Ozzy, how you doing, man? You know, when you have a day off, it's it's gonna be amazing because you don't have to go to work and all you can do is relax mm-hmm. and you know run errands, run things that you have to do, get that stuff over with. So I'm doing pretty well. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I mean, we got some pretty crappy news yesterday in the world of movies and TV, and it kind of sucks. But um, today's been better and. You know, I got to chill, watch some Blacklist. Yes, I just watched the episode that we're going to be talking about. Finally. Right now. Finally. Um, and Ace was joining us later on the show, so it's a, it's, it's, it's a good time. I, I'm excited to hear about this episode. Despite the fact that we have to talk about some of that bad news, because some of it was just... I mean, it's you have to, we have to discuss this, right? You want to just get it over with? I mean, yeah. Let's, let's just talk about it now. Well, first of all, this one, I don't know if you've actually heard this, or I don't know at all, but let's start here actually some news that happened today sir roger moore the second james bond passed away today and that sucks um i don't know do you did you watch any of those james bond movies you're a newer james bond fan though right yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm a james bond fan since pierce pierce brosnan uh, yeah pierce okay. brosnan so i mean i i mean it sucks of course i mean it's very unfortunate and you know our prayers and condolences go out to uh, the family members that are you know obviously affected by his his death but um i mean unfortunately i really didn't watch any of his of his um films but i you know i do i mean even though i haven't watched anything i i will say i mean i i will respect his his work i mean he is why he he's a part of the reason as to why bond is the way that he is and he took his own take on it so i mean i i respect it and i you know i i'm sorry for his loss exactly and uh the thing is uh, he might not be the best Bond. I I know there's. It, it depends on your age, really, a lot. When who, who you consider the best Bond to be, like it's really who you grew up with, right? Um, and I wouldn't consider him the best Bond. And but I mean, the thing is, I believe he was the second Bond. I could be mistaken. And people could be like, he's not the second. Whatever. <laughs> but the thing is, this is like James Bond is one of the first characters that we had like multiple people playing that character over decades right um he's the reason james bond the character is the reason we have these situations where i mean some of the superheroes we know and love can be recast and it's not like oh the actor died you know we can never have that character again um and it kind of sucks but that he's gone but i mean you have to sit back and acknowledge i mean the great things that he did and he's kind of synonymous with the james bond character so uh, it's interesting because we get those actors sometimes who um, are known for one role and basically just one role. Um, yeah. And that's a weird place to ha- be when you look back on your career. But, I mean, when it's an iconic character like James Bond, that's, I mean, I don't think that's that bad. So, um, yeah, it, it sucks, but uh, I think 
it's an it's an excuse to go watch in some James Bond movies and go watch some older James Bond movies because if you're just a fan of the Daniel Craig ones, I mean, there's some good stuff in, the, in back there. So go check it out. Um, all right, moving on to probably the biggest news in the world of movies in a while. Um, and it's kind of crazy. I mean, there's so many different layers and levels to this story that all kind of suck. Um, and it puts movie fans in a weird position. Um, okay. Zack Snyder's, Zack Snyder is dropping out of, or not really dropping out of, but taking, stepping away from the Justice League project. And that comes out in November. So, I mean, most principal photography's already done. They've shot the movie. Um, the only thing left to do is um, shoot some reshoots, and then it's post-production. So, I mean, and if, if you don't know why, he is stepping away because um, his daughter recently passed away. I believe she committed suicide, which is just so unfortunate and so tragic. And um, obviously, everybody's prayers, our prayers especially, go out to the Snyder family, because that's just a horrible, horrible tragedy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it puts everything in a weird position. I mean, because now, and the thing is, we're, we've been critical of Zack Snyder movies. We've been critical of DC movies. But right now, it doesn't matter. You know, he's just a dude, right? And he's a dude who suffered a lot of tragedy. So uh, we just need to be putting a lot of positive thoughts, a lot of prayers in his direction. And um, it's just, it's so tragic. It really is. And I wish the best for the guy. And um, he, she actually passed away in March and um, they just announced it yesterday. So props to any reporters who found out about it and didn't come out with it and let him announce it himself. Um, Props to Warner Brothers, because if you read this story, um, Warner Brothers offered, they were like, we'll wait for you. We will move the movie back. And that's them saying that, like, what, six, seven months out from the release date? That's insane for them to be, like, willing to say, all right, you know what? We will wait for you to grieve. We will wait for you. We'll push the movie back. And at first, Zack Snyder was like, it's all right. I'll just get right back into it. I'll bury myself in my work. But he, and this is all from um, The Hollywood Reporter, they... um they're the ones who first came out with the story um, with Zack Snyder's interview. And he was he said that he was going to bury himself in his work, but he decided, no, I need to be with my family. Um, so, yeah, props to Warner Brothers. I, I think they handled it wonderfully, honestly, um, because for them to be willing to push the movie back and then for Zack Snyder to be kind of with it enough to be like, no, it's okay. We'll have um, Joss, Joss Whedon, that's the second layer of the story. Joss Whedon is going to be taking over um, for, through the post or through the reshoots, which he actually wrote, which he was writing anyway, um, and through post-production. So that's just a whole nother layer to the story, because obviously Joss Whedon is an excellent choice to take over. If you're going to have anybody take over for a superhero movie in the absence of the director, it's Joss Whedon. Um, so j- just a lot of different layers to the story. And I. Uh, you know, it's a horrible story, but it's, I, I think it kind of shows the best in humanity as how, how people, I mean, you look on Twitter and a place where there's just so much crap being thrown at the guy 24 seven because people don't like his movie or don't like his movies or whatever, or don't like DC movies or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you flip the switch and obviously there's horrible people, but you flip the switch and people are like, it's just all love towards the guy. And that's awesome. Yeah, man, I, I completely agree with you when it comes to 
definitely giving them positivity and, and everything. And like Carlos has said, we we uh, we here at Screen Fellas, we um, we just want to give our prayers and, and condolences to the Snyder family as they do go through this tragic loss. Um, and it's only been a few months since um, their daughter passed away. And I, Carlos, like none of us on the team have any kids, so we don't we can't even imagine what it's yeah. uh what it's like to to even lose a child uh it, it's crazy i can only imagine what it's like and uh you know we give our condolences and uh we have been really critical of the of his films and of the DCEU and you know and that's just us that's just us being cr- uh, critical towards his film uh but you know we 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 do hope for the best and we we do hope that he and his family overcomes this his his wife is actually a producer for the films i believe i think so so yeah they're both taking time off from from this so i mean it, i think the the best decision was to bring in Joss Whedon i mean it, it and it's weird because Joss Whedon for those of you guys who don't know Joss Whedon also directed the Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron. So it's 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 a really weird situation. It's a situation that people want to be positive about, but just because of the circumstance and the situation at hand, it's also a very it's it's a it's a situation to also be uh, very sensitive about as well. So it's just a very unique situation and. Um, I just wish maybe this, that this would be under better circumstances, yeah. if anything. Um, so, again, I mean, it's it's been a crazy week, honestly, yeah. with uh, everything that's going on in film. But And even yeah, outside, in the entertainment world, I mean, look at the situation in Manchester. It's crazy. Crazy yeah, world, man. Yeah. Uh, again, for those those of you guys who are affected by the, by the Manchester uh, event that, that happened at Ariana Grande's concert, I mean, again... We, the team of Screenfellas, uh, we want to give our condolences and prayers out to those families, and um, to you know, it's crazy. This world is crazy, and um, we hope the people of Manchester basically band together, and and you know, come out of this stronger. It is crazy. I mean, I think we discussed it. We discussed it a few months ago. There was a shooting in, in Fort Lauderdale Airport that's thirty minutes away. It, it's it's close at home, you know. So, you know just people need to band together and and really unite uh unite through these terror attacks and through these attacks just of hate so yeah yeah and sorry to get serious but hey sometimes the real world kind of collides with our entertainment bubble that we like to talk about here so it's necessary um but let's kind of distract people now let's talk about some tv um, i don't think i mean i don't know there's no easy way to transition out of a serious subject like that but we're gonna do it um but yeah let's talk about some tv and this will be a spoiler kind of review recap of the blacklist um it's one of my favorite network tv shows so if you have not watched the show it's one of our both of our favorite network tv shows so if you haven't watched the show watch it i i would i would recommend it if there's I mean, I'm not an overall big fan of network TV. I mean, I'm losing interest in even superhero network TV. But it this is this is a good one. So um, if you haven't watched it, check it out. Um, but if you do watch Blacklist, um, stick stick around because we're going to be talking all about season four and specifically the finale. Um, and then if you watch Agents of Shield but don't watch Blacklist, time codes in the description in the description. So 
skip ahead to Ace and me talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Alright, spoiler warning for The Blacklist. Alright, uh, man, I ju- I'm, I'm fresh off of this finale. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just watched it, so... <sighs> That was, it was good. And you know what? I had a thought in between because it was two episodes, which I honestly completely forgot that it was two episodes. I saw it. I was like, oh, crap, it's two episodes. <laughs> um, but I saw it and I was like, you know what? Have, like in between episodes, I was like, you know what? Blacklist has been good this season, like really good this season. And I wasn't the biggest fan of last season. There were high moments in last season. But overall, I was kind of underwhelmed. And I was like, is the show still good? They're not really giving us any answers. We get answers in this episode number one and they also do a great job of providing us with more questions <laughs> so it's it's a good balance there um and yeah i think the second episode of the finale was definitely better than the first but the first was all set up so i don't know what did you think of the finale i i love the finale this is probably one of this might be the best finale that the show has had mm-hmm. um arguably I want to go ahead and say that i think people are going to be like oh what about when elizabeth Keene came back that's all fine and dandy okay but we finally got confirmation from a question that we've been wanting for so long <laughs> since season one okay and that is is that uh raymond reddington is elizabeth Keene's father okay that that is confirmation i'm so excited I, I called it. I called it from season one. Carlos, I told you. <laughs> Everyone called it from season one. Yo, I just had to, I just had to say it. Okay, I mean, I'm, it I'm was, excited. It was I'm the excited. worst kept secret on TV. Well, well, no, because you were you're talking about what was it? I believe in season two, going into three. No, it's three going into four. I'm sorry. Where Alexander Kirk was said to be her father, so everybody was like, "Well, what's the mix up?" And then on top of that. James Spader also lied to this girl saying that, hey, I'm your father. So it was kind of crazy. They, they were kind of teasing us the whole way around. I mean, we all assumed that it was going on, but they were playing tease all, all, the whole entire time. So there is definitely that. And we finally got Aram and Navabi together. Finally. Yeah. I was so hyped. I was like, <laughs> I was, I was like, I jumped up. I was like, finally. Yeah. I was really excited. And wrestler, wrestler's going down a dark path, and I'm I'm gonna go as far as to say that he may even become he has a possibility of going the route of uh, Raymond Reddington. Uh, I don't know if I would go that far. Um, I do like the direction they're taking wrestler's character. I don't necessarily love how it was executed. Um, all right, well, we're going to jump all over the place, so we might as well just kind of jump to that point uh, because you touched on a few things I definitely want to talk about. But let's start with Wrestler. So he basically, in this episode, or in the, whatever, we'll just call it one episode, whatever. Um, in the episode, he basically kind of had to swallow his pride, really. And, I mean, he's he always does that because you he obviously doesn't like the fact that, um, that, He's working with uh, Reddington. He really doesn't like that. Um, but it's he had to do it even more so because he he had to let an innocent or a guilty woman walk and somebody he's been trying to pin for a murder and he had to let her go um, for 
so that he doesn't so that him and the team don't get arrested it it must have put him in such a place where he had to like be so backwards and so like it's against everything he believes in um and i think that was interesting and the build up to that moment at the end was great and then again i don't mind the fact and i really actually like the story beat of him killing her right of him yeah he killed he killed hitchin yes but it was it was completely by accident honestly that's what i don't like i wish he would have just killed her honestly it kind of those those corner walls scare me now those corner walls scare me now (laughs) if i trip and fall you know what i'm saying and that's the classic way uh, to accidentally kill it was just kind of like how many times have we seen that in tv movies where they push someone and then they hit their head on the corner of a table or on the corner of honestly i thought she was just i thought she just would have broken her ankle or something. I didn't expect her to die. But when she did that, I was like, oh. Yeah. But it's crazy. Um, I don't... I wouldn't I wouldn't have necessarily bought the fact that he would have just shot and killed her. I just... I don't... I wouldn't have bought that. I, I think it could have worked. It, they would have had to do a little bit more with it, obviously. But I, I think... I, I think, just didn't... I'm like, if you're going to take him in this direction, commit to it. And I think they will eventually. Like, it's just in the moment, I was like, really? The, the, baby the, whole, steps, ac- the whole cheesy accidental fall and not... It was just... It didn't necessarily work for me. Baby steps. Baby steps. Okay. I know, you're not gonna I know. You're not going to go ahead and get like a... He, he's a really good cop and he really wants to do right by the law. He does see the flaws in the law, of course, because he finds that there's a secret society that's already basically infested in the law you know what i'm saying so it's he's he's working with the best that he can so i'm not gonna go ahead and say that he's gonna full fully blown shoot her whatever you know kill her what i would have liked to see possibly is you know them argue over something and then she tries to kill him and then he accidentally kills her yeah that's um so yeah but i'm not gonna go ahead and said point blank shoot her like yeah, nah like that's I don't think he would have ever executed her he just wanted her to get prosecuted and he wanted to get the justice that he wanted for Reverend yeah. Wright because he explains in the episode that Reverend Wright basically was the only one who believed in him and and, and I think she even helped solve his father's uh, murder case I believe I believe so yeah. I could be wrong so I think definitely um alright well let's talk about the Aram thing in Nabobi yes okay fine very satisfying because and i'll tell you something even all right uh we had the whole thing where navabi went to go visit him because aram basically got subpoenaed and he had to go and testify and he was forced to agree to an immunity deal where he would testify and he he wouldn't get thrown in prison with the rest of them um, and while he was like refusing to accept his immunity immunity deal, he was in prison or he was in jail. I guess it wasn't really prison. Um, he was in jail, and Navabi went to go visit him, and she was gonna tell him that his girlfriend, who he should not be, it's ridiculous that he's dating her. I'm sorry, um, but so she, he, she went to go tell him that she was betray- or she was the one who gave him up and. S- set it up so he would have to take the immunity deal and betray everyone right she was going to tell him that because it was the truth and he was like oh she makes me so happy and then she didn't tell him and i'm like again it was very cliched like the whole oh she was going to tell him something that would ruin his relationship and force and basically lead him to being with her but then she he says that he cares about her so much right before and then she changed her mind 
how many times have you seen that on TV? Please, come on. And it was like, it was at that point when I was like, all right, this whole Aram and Navabi thing is getting so tedious. We need to wrap this up. Let's just get them together, please, for the love of God. And then literally by the end of the episode, it happens. I'm like, okay. It's like they were listening to me. It was getting so tedious. And I was like, stop. Let's just, you've been teasing this for so long. Just do it. And then they did. And I was, it was very satisfying. I do think, like a lot of things in the show, they dragged it out a little too long. Like they dragged it out way too long. Yeah, in my opinion, in my but, opinion, they dragged it out. But so it was long. satisfying. So very satisfying to see that finally it happened. I'm so excited, and I'm really excited to see where the future goes with these two. It, they've been hinting it the whole entire time. Uh, it's crazy. I can't wait to see season five just to see their dynamic as a couple working together with the team. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's talk about, a little bit about um, Kaplan. Um, she meets her end in this episode, and really, I mean, they're, they did a great job in these last two episodes of kind of showing us this mental and strategic game that Kaplan and Reddington are playing. They really did, because it's like Kaplan would do something, and Reddington would know that she would do it, and respond, but then Kaplan would have a backup plan for if Reddington did. It was just, it was so good. And also, what they did best in these last two episodes than they've ever done, even in this season, is I understood what was happening. <laughs> um, that's the difficulty with the show. Like, there's so many mind games and so many different things that Reddington will do, and he'll be like three steps ahead of people. And I'm just like, I don't even follow what you just did. Like, it's just like, I have no idea what's happening. Like, I actually listen to after shows for the blacklist for the sole purpose of understanding what is going on in the blacklist. And that's a problem. And I don't need to with these last two episodes. I fully understand what's going on. And that is a testament to the writers of these last two episodes. Whoever they were, they did a great job. Yeah, man. I mean, it was kind of crazy seeing Kaplan and Raymond Reddington going up against each other. Because you you want them to reconcile, but you completely understand where she's coming from. Because Katarina, who is Elizabeth, who's Elizabeth's mother, uh, basically told basically told Kaplan like, "Hey, you need to keep uh, Raymond away from my daughter," and on top of that, I mean, he shot her in the face. So, I, I'm talking about Kaplan, like he shot Kaplan in the face. But you do want them to reconcile because they did work well off of each other for the past few seasons, and it it ends up being crazy. If I'm if it's if it's something I'm going to compare it to, it's going to be when it, when Batman goes up against. Um, when Batman goes up against his uh, one of his apprentices, basically like like his second second Robin, because they they because he learned she learned so much from Raymond Reddington that she's using it against him. So he's kind of fighting him. He's basically kind of fighting his his own methods in a way because she taught him so much. And I really like that the fact that she had a plan and the fact that she was basically on the same par as Reddington. It was it was a really good episode to see. Yeah, and it was a very probably one of the most personal fights ever because they were so close and especially Kaplan was very close to Elizabeth Keene and you could see it in the flashbacks that Kaplan did love Elizabeth so even though she was told not to she did love she ended up falling in love with Elizabeth mm-hmm. um and caring for her like a daughter and and stuff like that so it was 
such a good I think the the second half of the season is really good because when Kaplan was was uh brought back into the scene, we, we didn't know what would happen to her or anything like that. But they closed the they, they closed up all the loose ends of the season uh pretty good, I have to say. So it was yeah. I liked it. Um the Kaplan storyline throughout the season. Uh when did she get shot by Reddington? Was it the end of last season? Beginning of the season. Beginning of this season. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So it was the beginning of this season and you're like, oh crap, we killed Kaplan. She's like a fan favorite character. That's like a ballsy move. And then we get and then we get the, all this weird stuff with like her in that cabin and I still, even once, even now that we've seen the conclusion of that storyline and the conclusion of her character and everything they did with her character, I still think that whole cabin situation was just so weird and unnecessary, honestly. Um, it, it just was so random. Um, but the rest of it, when she officially like, actually came back and revealed herself to be alive and everything like that, it, it's been great ever since then. Um, the se- you're right, the second half of the season has been so strong. Um, and it's a lot of it's because of her. Um, and, okay, we get... I'm trying to think what else happened. Um, she uh, reveal Or she was going to reveal a secret, and it has something to do with the body of Katarina, right? I think so. Yeah, because she dug up Katarina's body, which she had hidden, apparently. And put it in a suitcase but apparently it was already in the suitcase because reddington goes where's the suitcase or the briefcase so i guess it was buried in a briefcase for some reason i don't know but she was going to reveal something and then in classic blacklist fashion uh they get interrupted and she can't reveal it um and then of course the real secret isn't that the dad or he's the father it's something else and you know because i mean as much as it's like, all right, finally we have actual confirmation that this is like that what we all all knew, and of course there's a bigger secret, you know, because TV. Um, so I, I I'm very excited to see where this goes, and then obviously we have. Uh, what did you think of Kaplan's death? I was pissed off about it because I wanted to see her more, and I did want them to coexist. I really did because mm-hmm. I did like the dialogue between the both of them because she was just like, "You're just gonna you're just gonna shoot me again." And Raymond basically said, I shouldn't have shot you in the first place, and I'm not going to do it again. It's the closest she'll ever, anybody will ever get to apology from him. Yeah, because you you can see he cares for her, and you can see basically that he did mess her up, and that he wants to make up for it. And he sees what he has done to Elizabeth. So he understands why she did what she did now. But it took him a bullet to it took it took him a bullet to one of his closest people to understand that he is a danger to the people around him. And it's kind of symbolic because he cares for her and she ends up killing herself. So it is crazy in in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was a little underwhelmed in the moment, but the more I thought about her death and how it went down, I was like, you know what? It works. I'm good with it. Um it, but it does suck because she is one of the best characters on the show, one of the most well-developed characters on the show. Um, so that does kind of suck. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. It it, it was it worked. Um, 
What did you think about the last shot we get with Tom picking it up? And you watched Blacklist Redemption, so maybe some of that helps you make sense of it, because I was oh, so confused. Two episodes oh, you really? <laughs> yeah, okay. really. Well, I guess you're part of the reason it got canceled. Uh, well, and me too, because I didn't watch it at all. Um, it was. Uh, I watched some clips on YouTube about it, and that was that was mainly it. I. I mean, good for him. I mean, he his mom knows that basically. Tom is her kid. Okay, but I yeah. mean that's see that's I, the most important thing I've ever wanted from yeah. that, and and we got into one season. I will say that the Blacklist Redemption did one thing good. It concluded the family thing. That's okay. it. Um, but other than that, I mean, yeah. Again, so it wasn't that great, I, see, but. I don't know because like, isn't he still with Liz? Right. Yeah, he is, but so, I'm confused as to what. Who is he working for? Why did he pick it up? I was, I was just very confused. I was very confused as to be happy to. I, I don't know what to do because I don't know if I'm rooting for him. Yeah. Or I don't know if I'm going against him. And are, it's are we gonna get answers or uh, I don't know. I don't think that they should have. I just don't understand the point of a child being on the show. I don't think that they should have had. They ignore it all the time. They shouldn't have had a kid on the show. It's so stupid to me because Tom could again. It's because she actually got pregnant, right? Yeah, she has. She has a chatted baby. Exactly, and that's the only reason, honestly. And you can tell that's the only reason because, like you said, they completely ignore it most of the time. And she is by far the easiest baby to steal. <laughs> easiest true. baby to just walk um, in. Okay, and Agnes. Oh, there. Agnes. All right. There. There. The internet is actually very divided. I don't know if you were aware of this. The internet is actually very divided on Elizabeth Keene as a character and Megan Boone as an actress. What is your opinion of her as a character and the character, or in her as an actress? I completely understand the character because the character is very dumb. She makes dumb decisions, and on top of that, she's she she whines and groans with Reddington. She goes, "I hate you, but no, I love you. But I hate you, but I love you. But I hate you." And it's so annoying. And again, you get the same thing with this thing. You get the same thing with this episode where she goes, I hate you and you make me so upset. But it's like, we're family and that's, that's like, that's who we are. And I'm just like, really? That's that's what we're going to get? <sighs> what about Megan Boone? I think she does a good job. I mean, she's doing what she can with the script. I mean, the these are the people writing the script and these are the people writing, you know, the lines, you know? Yeah. There's only so much that she can do. Um, I, I do want more facial reactions from her, though. We get the same face yeah. all the time. She's just straight face, no smile. Like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> yeah. See, I get where people are coming from because I honestly don't think she's the best actress. And you know me. I mean, we had this, these discussions slash debates. I would have not minded it at all if she was dead um, when she was You dead. are 100% ridiculous. I, I would have probably stopped. I would have probably dropped, just show. I would have dropped it because... That's fair. I Like I said, there's <laughs> actually two camps on this on the internet. Some people hate her. Some people love her. I lean more towards the hater side of things. Um, like I get it, her, it, it, but it's the way that her yeah, character is written, though. That's fair. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like she can only work with, it, it, like, you could be the best actor in the whole entire world. You you can't do anything if you're consolidated by a script. Yeah. You know, like there's only, I mean, you can look, you can make the script do, you can, you can sell it, sure. Like you can sell, you can make it sound so amazing, but 
at the end of the day, you're only working with what you got, and it's yeah. not a lot. She doesn't really have a lot to work off with when when it comes to the script. Yeah, I will say she needs to put more emotion towards some of these lines. But I mean, she's had some pretty powerful um, moments when it comes to the show. I mean, when they took Agnes, crazy. I think the scene where I think her wedding, her wedding, uh, her wedding scene was pretty good. I think she acted well in that. Yeah. So I mean, and and again, this this scene that she had with James James Spader, where she found out that basically he's uh, he's her father. I like I like that scene with her. I wasn't a fan of her side of it. <laughs> oh boy! But hey, whatever. Um, all right. Any final thoughts on this past season or the blacklist as a whole? I will say that the the first part of the season was pretty slow, pretty much. Nothing was really going on, and. Well, it was it was basically still dealing with Alexander Kirk. Yeah. Which again, I mean, that was that was pretty cool, like I guess, but it, it was it was a weaker it was a weaker mm-hmm. season. It was like a weaker point. But this season, the the second half of the season is a lot stronger. I hope that I hope that we kind of conclude Tom Keen's story through this for those Blacklist redemption fans. People love Tom Keen. I don't know. Why? I mean, I like Tom. I mean, no, because he's 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 a great character, and he has such an interesting past. But it's not enough for me to go. He needs his own show. You know what I'm saying? I think they try to force his character to have. I I feel like people like his character so much that they had to force the same story and concept on Tom King. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy how they how they did all yeah. that. But again, I mean, I I hope that they do kind of conclude his story and it would be nice to see his mother working with Raymond Reddington because she is legit just a female version of him and I still can't get over, I still can't get the image of the pilot on my in my, in my head where Tom Keen is is dancing with his mom and then she grabs his hand and like has her has him like grab something from her leg and then she goes like you open me ways and like you open me up in ways like nobody uh, else has or something like that. I forgot the line. I was everybody's like, ugh, that is weird, <laughs> dude. I'm, she's your mom. I'm glad I didn't watch that. Everybody was like, yeah, but she doesn't know. And I'm just like, that's still we as an audience know that's a problem. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, again, I mean, it's been a pretty good season, so I hope that they kind of incorporate the positive of blacklist redemption if there is any positive into the regular show that's when we need some good sound drops and uh, coming soon <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't know it's i i did like the season overall and oh real quick did you like the cop who used to be friends with um wrestler and do you think we'll see him moving forward he looks familiar to me he's on dexter know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was like, dude, he looks so familiar. Um, yeah, I, I hope that he comes back. I don't know. To me, he's kind of he's a wild card. I don't know where he's from. Yeah, you know, I don't know who he's working for. Okay. They said that he he could be. They, I mean, basically, appointed that he's a cop or whatever. But I don't know who he's technically working for. Mm-hmm. So that's my whole entire thing. I like his character and I like that actor, so I want him back, and I think we will get him back. Um, but yeah, I did like the season overall and I think, okay. Anybody who's listened to this podcast for any amount of time knows what I'm about to say. This show struggles 
because of the fact that it's solely because of the fact that it is a network show and it is forced to have 22 to 23 episodes period this show would be 10 times better if it was just 13 even even if it took the walking dead mound did 16 this show would be so much better because it would be much more concise the blacklisters would mean more and we wouldn't have so many episodes where it's just a random blacklister who i don't care about because it has nothing to do with the overall plot um that being said this was one of the better seasons um so yeah i i hope that it continues going in this direction I wish it wasn't 23 episodes, but even moving past that, it is one of the, like I said at the top, one of the better network shows. So, yeah. Anything else? Or you want to throw it over to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Let's throw it over to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Spoilers ahead for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. All right. Now we are joined by a return guest. I believe this is his third time on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Ace from Schmoes No and Collider. Ace, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. How about you? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, and definitely excited to be talking about Ages of Shield. Um, it's I I always like I'm I always don't know when we because we talk about TV once a week on this podcast, and I I don't know necessarily how much to talk about it because I'm like I'm the only one it part like that's a member of our team who watches the show so i'm just like i i don't know does anybody even care and then i get on twitter and it's that's kind of my outlet for agents of shield but i figured you know what season finale and we had a good last couple episodes uh, for the most part and I, I figured it was a good time to talk about it and bring someone else else who i know watches agents of shield and likes agents of shield on yeah man i mean it's one of those shows where you feel like you're the only one watching it because every time I talk to my friends group, I, I'm always like, yo, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They're like, no, no, no they're, they're busy watching other shows, which which I, I mean, I'm with it. But for me, it's like all the time you spend watching any kind of DC CW show, I'm spending watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I'm definitely because um, you had that tweet a while back and I know we brought you on to kind of talk about that a little bit. And I'm starting yeah. to come onto your side with that. Um, it's, I, I'm still, I'm, I've been saying it for a while, man. I yeah. mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's not that it's it's been bad. It's just that it's getting bad. Yeah. It's, the DC shows are just started off strong and now it's going down and down and down. Meanwhile, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is getting better and better and better. Yeah, Flash is such a tragic show, honestly. It started yeah, off it so is. hot, and then, oh, man, it's falling off. Um, yeah. But, yeah, let's let's get to talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and, man, I mean, this season was so good. But let's let's start with the finale, because that um, is pretty recent. Um, and it, I think it's going to be a week old by the time this episode actually airs. But yeah. it'll be fine. Um, yeah, I... I <sighs> I don't know if you saw my tweets about the finale. Did you? I did not. Okay. No. Yeah, I was overall not pretty happy with the finale. Okay. But I, I don't think that it necessarily should take away from the season as a whole. And yeah. I understand why the finale went the way it went. Because they didn't know if they were going to get another season. <laughs> so they were kind yeah. of stuck in a weird place. Um, and I, that's why... I think it kind of went wrong for me, but I'm very curious. What were your thoughts about the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season four? Is that where we're on finale? Yeah, season four. What were your thoughts, man? Oh, yeah. Um, honestly, overall, I liked it. I thought it was a good, it was definitely a good finale. There were some storylines that I felt could have been a little bit, 
could have wrapped a little bit quicker, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, the Max storyline with Yo-Yo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that one would, to me, I, I mean, after, for me, it was like this three-episode thing where I was like, I, I get it, you know, your, your daughter's here, but there's literally been every example you can get out of, you know, people telling you that it's not really a, a person there. But at the same time, I get I get the emotional aspect of it, and uh, and that all makes sense to me. But yeah, I mean, to me, the the best one I saw t- recently, uh, that freaking mid season finale, where um, where it was uh, where they first went into uh, the network. yes, oh man, the framework. I'm sorry, yeah. uh, that one I was like, oh my gosh, this is so freaking amazing. Like everything that happened in that episode, uh-huh. everything with Fitz Simmons, everything with uh, freaking uh, Daisy. I still want to call her Sky, and then sometimes I want to call her Chloe because I'm, I'm I follow her on on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> so. But uh, I thought that stuff still remained strong. But I feel like that episode to me was just like if that was a season finale, it would have been amazing. Yeah, but this one was still it was good. It just it, it for me a little bit of it dragged a little bit in the middle. Yes. Um. I see the thing is I actually thought it was pretty rushed especially at the beginning um the season finale I'm still talking about and it's just I I don't know like it felt like we were trying to hit all of these different beats and it's like we need to wrap up this storyline we need to wrap up this storyline we need to wrap up this storyline and it felt like the finale was moving like a mile an hour or a mile a minute and it's just I don't know I felt like it was really really trying too hard to kind of finish everything up and then yeah. at the end, they throw in that kind of twist where you're just like, oh, so we're going to have a new season and it's going to be crazy. And I'm like, OK. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it, it was it was fine enough. My and my I think one of my problems is that the second to last episode was so good. Like mm-hmm. that episode was the one that blew my mind. Like we got yeah. Ghost Rider at the end of the episode, obviously coming back and then. I mean, I said this because, like, it was one of the few episodes that I specifically talked about on the podcast because I liked yeah. it so much. Um, it it was it was crazy because I got halfway through the episode. You know, um, this is the second to last episode now. Um, I got halfway through the episode where they kind of est- extract um, everyone who is stuck in the framework from that um, oil rig or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and they take them up, and it's like so this huge epic moment. And I was like, man, that was a good episode. That's halfway through the episode. (laughs) And there was still more. And the rest of it was still just as good. And I was like, this episode is awesome. And then it's set up for the finale. And then the finale just kind of, I mean, it was, I, it was probably fine. And I'm just like, I was so hyped from the previous episode that it just let me down. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, too, it's also like reintroducing Ghost Rider for just one episode is probably not enough. Yeah. And maybe that's why I felt a little bit rushed because you were like, oh, Ghost Rider. Oh, no, I got to go. Got to destroy her. All right. Let's go. Peace yeah. out. Bye. Yeah. And it felt quick as far as like I, I would like two episodes with, with Ghost Rider. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But I'm with you on that. The, the second to last one. I mean, who knew that Fitz's character could be, you know, have so much layers, oh have so gosh, many layers. So good. And, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he uh, he was so good in the framework stuff, too. Like, I said yeah. this before on the podcast as well. He could... I could totally see him after seeing that. I could see him playing a Bond villain or something. Like, he was that good. I really liked him. Um, I think that actor is just really good. I can't remember his name. Ian something, right? 
Oh yeah, Ian. I, I don't remember his yeah. name. I know everyone else but his name. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, do you have anything else on the finale? Or you want to kind of get into the season as a whole? Uh, no, I mean the finale pretty much wrapped up. I like the 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 Ghost Riders mention of like hell dimensions. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I mean, yeah. Me being a, a Doctor Strange fan, which I am a massive Doctor Strange fan. Um, you know, just getting into hold of the mention things and getting into the whole aspect of like, hey, this is just a small battle in a ginormous universe. You know, just like as a little tease of how big the Marvel universe is. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, the performances to me really stood. I, I think I think Henry, um, Henry who plays Mac, you can tell he was really going for it too mm-hmm. uh, with his performance as far as like losing his daughter. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought that was great and that really stood out to me. But yeah, I mean, good good to see Ghost Rider back. That was fun. And he is so like, man, they they did a great job with Ghost Rider. And I guess this can kind of lead us into the rest of the season. Absolutely, yeah. Um, because well, I guess first before we get into Ghost Rider specifically, what do you think about this thing that they've been doing, where they kind of break the season up into specific and just like very oh, yeah. obvious story arcs, where they even change the intro for the story arc and all of that. I yeah, love and they that. Yeah, even have like names for it yeah too. yeah it, see the first time i heard about this and the first time they did it is i mean i was i wasn't following along with it i literally was just like wait what happened where did ghost rider go <laughs> and at first i was like this sucks yeah. and then i started to like realize what they were doing and i was like holy crap this is genius <laughs> yeah it's it, think about it what is the biggest problem that network tv faces you know network television what makes shows like Game of Thrones, yes. Daredevil. What makes those shows great is that they have ten episodes max. Yep. You know, or thirteen episodes max. And 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 when you get into network television, you know, such as Supernatural or other types of shows like that that have, you know, twenty two or even the Flash, they have twenty four, twenty five episodes. It starts to drag out and you start to feel like, man, the show is like not going anywhere. So what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did, or what the team did, what, what uh, Jed and Marissa, who are like the creative team behind this, mm-hmm. um, Jed Whedon, who's uh, uh, Joss Whedon's brother, um, in dividing the season into like three different parts, that's genius, because then you can focus on exactly what you want to hit in the overarching storyline. And it's one of those things where it made perfect sense, because it makes it feel more condensed and more... Uh, you know, higher stakes, right? Yes. The stakes feel higher because each part of the season is giving you something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that to me is just genius, man. Oh, I agree. I'm a huge, huge proponent of shorter seasons on television. And it, yeah. it kind of sounds like if, if someone were to just hear that and not kind of know the context, it sounds a little con- counterintuitive because you're like, wouldn't you want more of a good thing? But no, it makes it so much more concise. And... It, it, this is a great example of just a, a re, I agree with you. It's such a creative way to approach it and be like, all right, well, obviously we aren't, we're on ABC. We're going to have the standard, what, 22 episodes, I believe. Um, yeah. We're going to have that. How can we make it feel like it's not a 22 episode season? Because, yeah. and how can we not have so much filler? And there's not much filler in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There really isn't at all. It's just a lot of, 
really good TV. And it's because you're so focused on this is what this story arch is, story arc is, and this is where it ends. And you know where it's going to end. And then it ends and it transitions to the next storyline. And it's, yeah. I, I really, really like it. Actually, I think they started, didn't they start at the end of season three with the fallen agent thing? Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, so I that's the first time I was like, why? Like they're making a big deal out of this storyline, and it was like a couple episodes. And I was like, okay, cool. And then they start. They did it with a Ghost Tracker. I was like, okay. And then it kept going. It just it was like, man, this is such a great idea. I really do like it. But yeah. Um, let's get to the Ghost Rider thing. I I really liked Ghost Rider. I thought. When, for his storyline, his that kind of s- section of the show, I every time Ghost Rider was on the screen, I was like, this is awesome. I need more of him. And we were kind of coming off, and I, I wasn't loving where Daisy was at that point in the season. But, oh, it, yeah, it was balanced out so much by how great um, it was to see Ghost Rider. And I think it was an awesome... And just a really, really cool choice for them to go with Robbie Reyes instead of Johnny Blaze. I really like that decision. Um, but yeah, I, I really did like that storyline. Yeah, I mean, considering when I first heard that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was going to bring in Ghost Rider, uh, you know, official confirmation, I was actually at the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel at Comic-Con. Oh, really? officially announced it. Yeah, that was their official announcement. And uh, and I had that reaction video that we shoot for Schmoes. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because it was one of those things where uh, Christian was like, hey, you know, we need someone to cover Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm the only one who watches the show in that group. <laughs> so I was like, I'm guessing I'm going to do this reaction video by myself. But I was like, man, I don't know because Ghost Rider is so dark. But then um, they mentioned that they were going to change time slots, too, and that they were going to go slightly darker. Not not too much, but, mm-hmm. you know, a little slight towards the darker side. Man, Ghost Rider was great, man. I mean, not just the fact that they bring in Robbie Reyes, which was a genius decision, because it, it, it's, I don't know, I like what I like what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does in terms of diversity. I love that they have the, the Mexican Ghost Rider. I love that they have one of the major characters be uh, of Chinese descent, which is May. Um, I love Henry, who's in it, who plays Mac. I mean, what they do is great, man. It really feels like they're covering all the boards when it comes to, like, you know, let's make this show represent a bigger portion of an audience. You know, not the usual CW pretty white person and who's probably a model for Abercrombie and Fitch. Like, they, <laughs> they, they have a different, you know, style, yeah. a different vision. And, man, Ghost Rider was intense, was real, was was great man it was just a, it was a great story arc that's why i was kind of like where'd he go when he just disappeared <laughs> yeah um yeah i really i i like that you brought up the them kind of going darker and i i actually did have that same thought was like ghost rider like doesn't he fit more in like the netflix side of things yeah the netflix one yeah um and that was my that was my first thought it's like it feels like this should be more on Netflix. I was just going to mess with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then even I remember distinctly that first episode. I believe he like ripped somebody's spine out or something and they don't yeah, show yeah. it. But you know what happened. And I'm like, oh, OK. So I, I see where we're going with this and I'm OK with it. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I really, really liked that storyline and everything. 
And as much as I didn't like where Daisy was, they had good chemistry. And I, I honestly, like, it picked right back up when we got him back in the finale. So I was just like, this is great. And then he goes away. And I'm like, oh, come on. I hope he's back more often next season as well. Um, but yeah. It, yeah, I really did like that storyline. Um, what was next? Well, we have the LMD storyline, right? Yep, LMD. Yep. Um, this was probably my least favorite of this story. Oh, wow, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was... Uh, I, I'm not going to say it was bad or anything. It was just kind of like, all right. Um, and this was, I mean, even if you... Um, if you've been listening to this podcast at all, um, if you g- go back and listen, I, I, this is when I was like, yeah, Agents of Shield, it, it's not as good as last season, and I was kind of saying that, and I, that that's just because I, I thought that this storyline was a little underwhelming, but, um, overall, I mean, it's in the season, it makes sense because you have to. This storyline is so necessary to get to where we were going with the framework. Um, so overall, I kind of appreciate it more now, but as I was watching it, I was just like, ah, I don't know. Um, I didn't like necessarily the, what they were doing with the LMD thing. I I thought that when they introduced it, I was like, oh, LMDs, this is going to be interesting. And then it kind of just turned, turned into your kind of generic, um, your generic scientist makes an android who has some obvious darkness to it. like it, it just kind of went generic for me and sure. again it wasn't bad but it was just like eh, I, I you know it's just it's fine yeah yeah i mean to me the the first part of it was okay the last part of it i thought was great mm-hmm. like the last few episodes of it i mean i think what this season of agents of shield has done more than anything else for me is really make me connect more with Fitz and Gemma Simmons. Yes. Um, to me, I especially Fitz. I was like, I don't give a crap about that guy. Like, I've never cared about Fitz. He's probably like, really? He's probably like, oh yeah. I I never really. I was like, nah. He's all right. But uh, and Je- I mean, I I love Gemma Simmons. I think she's you know great. But holy crap, this season made me like want to marry Gemma Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, what a, you know, she's, she brings so much to the table. And I, obviously during the latter, latter half of uh, LMD, that's when she started to shine a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And when it became the kind of like in the, fina- in the finale of this, the midseason finale, when it became kind of like the Daisy and Gemma show, I was like, holy crap, I'm feeling this. This is amazing. But I like the whole I, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys, man. I'm such a sucker when it comes to like AI stuff. Like you're talking to like one of the biggest Ghost in the Shell fans mm-hmm. like there is. And that's what it, that's essentially what Ghost in the Shell is all about. Yeah. And then the massive Blade Runner fan and even like Covenant, you know, Alien Covenant, which which I just recently saw deals with this type of stuff that L&D deals with. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole AI and what is AI going to do when it's free or freedom or free will um, you know, what is, what does all that mean? Are they human? Do they have a soul? All that kind of stuff. I adore dude. I'm just like a massive fan of that. So maybe this is why I like that this part of the season a little more than you did. But yeah, for me, it really falls into Fitz and Simmons, man. I thought they were, they, sh- they really shine mm-hmm. this season. Okay. Um, yeah, I would see, I've always kind of liked Fitz and Simmons. And then, okay. um, when, 
they got together or whatever, I was like, okay, so where are we going to go now? Like, because these kind of things, when these, when you have these kind of will they, won't they kind of situations, it can, yeah. you, you never know what's actually going to happen when they get together. It could kind of fall flat, but it really yeah. doesn't. And this season is proof of that. And then I agree with you. It This season kind of put them to an, another level. I mean, I thought that Gemma and her character and that actress was like I was completely blown away with her last season when she had that episode when she was on that planet by herself. Oh yeah, which is that by far great. my favorite. It's probably my favorite episode of the entire show. It, it's such a great bottle episode. That that episode, you're totally right. That is like the one where you're like, holy crap, she's really really good. Yeah. Um. So that that's when I was like, dang, this girl can act. Number one and number two, I love her character, and um, it this. I didn't think that it could get any more impressive, but you're right. I mean, the end of this, of that storyline, the LMD storyline, yeah, um, it's great. And now that I like, I'm starting to like remember the season finale a little bit clear, more clearly. Oh, that season finale was it's great. so good. Oh my gosh. Um, and when yeah, because I I remember them all realize or them those two realizing that everyone else was on. It's so good, man. Oh man, you're right. <laughs> so, no, no, no. Was it? Uh, remind me if I'm wrong, but was this the one where she? was faced with like the robot version of Fitz. Yes, yes, I and think she's so. like, oh my gosh, that was so good because that was the one where I was like, I don't know if what's going on is going to happen or not, or yeah. I don't know. Like the twists actually hit for me. Yeah, during and, the, during that yeah. season finale. And I, the, the the one really cool part from that was, do you remember? Because. I don't think they told the audience who was the LMD. And we had a situation where they were both, it was Fitz and Simmons talking to each other and they were both like accusing each other of being the LMD. Yes. That, that was, scene, that scene to it's me the best scene dead. of the season. It really yeah. is. Cause you don't know who it is. Oh man. I'm now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, dang, that was awesome. Uh, so, but then, yeah. Was this the one too, where she's like freaking viciously stabbing him? Too? Yes. Yes. I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Like it's so freaking dark and, twisted and 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 just frustrating as like uh you know a person who's watching agents of shield you're like ah this is crazy yeah and yeah. really freaking deep too because i mean they had been having issues up to that point and to see her just repeatedly stabbing him and i mean she knew it wasn't him but still like she's stabbing something that looked exactly like him uh it was great yeah that um, episode, man, and that performance that that they gave, oh and then gosh. when when Daisy just freaking blows up the yeah. the robots of Mac and and the uh, and everyone else, I yeah. was like, man, this holy crap, this is so good right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to because that leads us right into the framework, and this is the, in my opinion, this is the best storyline they have ever done on the show. Uh, as soon yeah. as as soon as you're right, that first episode when we're introduced into it, it just blew my mind. I was like, "This is great! It's a, the perfect place to take this show. A perfect way to deconstruct these characters, <laughs> just in a fun and entertaining. Like it's not like in a in a boring kind of way where you're just it's through all this dialogue and you're just sitting there and talking about their life. It's no, you get to see what their lives would have been." if they're big like that's a great way to do it and it was ingenious and i i really like the storyline and that first yeah. episode it, it just that sold me and i was so i got a little heated i'm not gonna lie because um our 
head of video production or a former head of video production, he watches because I watch a lot of Collider stuff, but he watches a little bit more than I do. And he had, oh, okay. he, he was watching Heroes and oh, yeah. Campia right after that um, after that episode, that first episode of the um, framework storyline. Yeah, yeah. He was he was like, oh, it's a Matrix ripoff, and and Miles, who was a former head of or a former head of video production, he comes to me and he's like, did you hear what Campia said about your show? And I was like, what are you talking about? And then he told me, and I was like. He doesn't watch. Oh, yeah, I got so mad, but um, it, no, I, it was. I told, yeah, yeah, it was I so totally good. Did. It was so yeah. good. Yeah, no, I definitely, I, I didn't. What's great about Agents of Shield too, and, and and what's kind of good about not having too many people around you that watch the show mm-hmm. is that I kind of take it as is, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't do the whole like let's speculate and you talk to a buddy about what you think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Since I don't really have that. I just kind of give what they give me. Uh, so when I saw, I didn't see the twist coming. So I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. They're, oh, no. Look at me. She's, what? Hydra? What? <laughs> like, I was just losing it. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, man, to me, the return of Ward, too. I, <laughs> I, I, I have, I've been so unashamed in my love of Ward. I was like, oh, my God. Yes, give me more Ward. I, I love that character. He's probably, he's probably my favorite character in all of Agents of Shield. I, I just, I well, I don't know. Simmons is up there now. Gemma <laughs> is becoming one of my favorites, yeah. if not like my favorite now. But I still think Ward is just such a layered character. Mm-hmm. And he's so good. So seeing his return, I thought was great. Yeah. Um, I, I like Ward. I've had issues with how they brought him back in the past. But I think this way, the way that they did it um, this time around kind of worked. Um, I, the, the only the time that really sticks in my mind of like, really, we're bringing Ward back was when he was Hive. I was like, really? That's how? Okay. Um, you didn't like, like the Hive storyline, though? No, I, I like the overall Hive storyline because, I like I said, I love last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the yeah. season three. It's... Uh, we'll talk about comparing those two in a minute, but <laughs> um, I overall love last season. But I did, I didn't like that he was in hot, in Ward's body. I was like, okay, we do we really need to keep like how how long do we have to keep this actor around? I mean, he's good, but I, I don't know. It was just that was the only time that it really was like okay. But this time around with the framework, that made complete sense. It made so much sense to have him back so i was completely fine with it and i actually really did like him as well um but yeah. to me all of the ada stuff i mean as much oh, as i wasn't great. yeah as much as i wasn't he like the biggest fan of the lmd storyline it i mean she kills it in this in this storyline in the agents of hydra storyline or whatever they wanted to call yeah. it it was so good and her manipulating fits and then when we get her reasoning towards the end um or towards the end of the storyline as to why she ended up choosing to use fits it, that was it was awesome i i really yeah. really love ada by the end of the season as a character obviously i mean she's horrible like, but yeah. as a character i was like this is great she they've developed her so well um and then obviously we get all the fit stuff we've already raved about him it's it's the best yeah, storyline yeah. they've done i mean it, I, you know what's my favorite part of that and i know it's such a silly thing to say it's my favorite part but i love how she calls him by his first name yes i thought that was so like it's such like leopold is it leopold i think it was yeah yeah uh, 
So she, every time she said it, I was like, oh, my God, it's such a different feel, the way she's, like, manipulating him, mm-hmm. and him Leopold, and my love, and my only one. And I was like, man, this is such a different feel. I'm, I'm digging it, and I love Eagle Fitz. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite parts of this of this part of the season that I, t- I was telling my friend about, because I just thought it was so kind of funny and kind of ironic, but it also brings you back to what it is with Fitz, right? It's the scene where, where, where Ward is going to shoot Fitz because he has a gun on Ophelia, which is um, the the real version of Ada, like the um, the human that she takes after, right? Mm-hmm. And she and she's like going on this huge, you know, monologue rant to Ward. He's like, "You don't get, you don't get it. Fitz is amazing. He's the most humble, likable, nicest guy you'll ever meet. He's such a great person. He would never shoot that woman." boom shoots her right in the heart and i was like oh my god that's amazing like the way they had that build up so like Gemma is ranting mm-hmm. to freaking forward to not shoot him and sure enough she, he's just like boom no no freaking feeling whatsoever and i was like man i like where they're going with this mm-hmm. with how evil it's got because he got pretty damn evil yeah and, yeah and it was heartbreaking to see her reaction to that and then not only that yeah. but the end of the season, or the end of that storyline, when he, when she has to take him out of the framework, and she has to, she's like, no, I'm just, and she's just tired of it, and she shoots him in the leg and try and throws him. Oh yeah, it's like totally. it, it was a great reversal on that thing, and I, I really not just that, but yeah. the fact that she killed his dad, like even yeah. if it was an accident, I was like, oh, they keep, they keep freaking making it so dark, and it's so good. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, that was man, it's so good. And then, like I said, with all the deconstruction of their characters, and you see their biggest regrets and all that but then you also see everyone's individual reaction to obviously it's a little bit different with um colson but everyone's reaction to finding out that the world that they have they know is not real i i loved that and it made sense for mac Uh, to an extent i still think it daisy should have just lied to him and said no she oh yeah she's there i was like that was was like the only thing i was like what are you doing literally if someone's like I, okay, I'm gonna go with you if you tell me my daughter's alive. Okay, she's alive. Yeah. I mean, it's literally that's all you have to say. Yeah. <laughs> that was literally my only problem that entire episode. I was like, why didn't she just tell him yeah. his daughter was alive? It was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that was um just really good. And then it, the cherry on top was the fact that they had both sets of memories in Absolutely. the real world. I love that. It was. Because you could have easily made it like, oh, they wake up and they don't remember a thing. You could have yeah. easily done that, and then it would have. It, but it, it still would have been somewhat effective, especially with the Gemma and Fitz stuff. It still would have been somewhat effective because she would have known the monster that he was inside. But they decided yeah. to make it so that everyone remembers everything, and to see both of those memories conflicting, it was so good. And then it kind of it it it, it peaked with that moment where Fitz has to decide between Gemma and Ada and they built it up so well and kind of <laughs> the tension so they built it up so well that I was just like who's he gonna pick who's he gonna say who's he gonna say and then he says it yeah. it's so good yeah yeah no to me that that was that was one of the best parts of that second to last episode I mean at least I think it was the second to last one where Fitz first comes out and he's like oh, oh my god I did all those horrible things and yeah. he's having like PTSD and I was like, crap, that's such a, like, you could feel that. I yeah. mean, imagine if you, you were like, 
you got joy out of torturing people and then all of a sudden you wake up and you're like oh my god what did i do yeah uh that to me i was like i really hope they take that a little bit more that was actually even one of my things about the finale i was actually hoping that they would take that even a little bit further Mm -hmm. that he'd be a little bit more not too much but like a little bit more like oh my god what have i done what have i done like it's you can't really get over that if that was really your whole life right Mm -hmm. So um, they might continue that, you know, during season five. But yeah, I love that. I love the concept of like coming out of this system where you were like lived a life of a torturer. You were mm-hmm. basically a torturer. You basically tortured people for a living. And it's like, wow, that concept is so interesting because you come back and that's like ultra PTSD because <laughs> it's literally you being the terrorist. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh man. Uh, so, all right. Before we finish this up, one more question I have for you. I guess I, I can kind of broaden it. For me, it's between season three and four. But what's the best season of Agents of Shield? Man, that's a tough, tough question, man. <laughs> you know, you know why it's tough too, man. Because season two, as much as people, you know, as much as you can say the quality of, of three and four, but season two was the season that really turned it around. Yes. That was the season, because season one was, uh, you know, admittedly extremely, extremely weak, if yes. not bad. Yeah, the you first know, half of actually, it was bad. Yeah. The first half of it was awful. Yeah. Right? But, but the second half was was actually, you can you could see it getting better, mm-hmm. but it was still overall not good. Mm-hmm. So season two, when season two came around, and they went with the whole Evil Ward storyline, I was so curious how they were going to do that. And Evil War, to me, was a genius. I, I, I loved how they explained his frustration and his loss, with, and his lose, like the way he lost grip of reality mm-hmm. and how he was like, traumatized and all that. And you can tell that slowly and surely, this guy has always been kind of like a loose, you know, kind of loose marbles yeah. in the head. And I was like, oh, crap, they're implying that Ward is losing his mind. That's genius. Like, that's so good because it, it justifies a lot of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And you can see some scenes where he's, like, you know, repeating statements and stuff and shaking. And I was like, oh, shit, he's losing his mind. You know, this is, this is great. So season two has a special place in my heart because of that, because that's the season where I was like, man, this is really good. Uh, season three had amazing moments like you said I, I think that bottle episode with Gemma was like one of the best episodes I've seen of like almost any superhero show yeah. that we've had on TV like that's how good it was yeah. and I was like actually feeling emotion I thought the see the, even even uh, Coulson and, and, and Ward's back and forth I thought that was great like mm-hmm. when Ward shoots uh, uh, Coulson's uh, you know kind of flirt girlfriend yeah like, uh, Coulson, when, when, uh, when she dies and Ward is like, yep, killed her girlfriend. What's she going to do? I was like, man, that's so heartbreaking. So like the finale when, with, uh, Coulson just killing him, like cold heartedly, I was like, this is real. I love this. I love how Coulson is not some sort of like superhero goody two shoes. No, he's straight up going to crush your chest in yeah. when you kill his girlfriend. Cause that to me is far more real. And yeah. if it's really an agent and if it's really, you know, an actual government agency, they would totally kill that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I have to sit with it more, but I, the introduction of ghost Rider, the introduction of, of, of dimensions. Cause to me again, Dr. Strange, 
Yeah, I would. It, it might be this season, man. Because again, I never thought that they would make me love certain characters as much as I did, and I just loved all the fit stuff and all the Simmons stuff, which were before I was like kind of okay with it. So, yeah, season four, man. All I think right. it's probably season. Yeah. All right. Um, I would probably say season three. I think season three didn't necessarily. I think season four has higher highs than season three. But okay. I think season three is just more consistently great. Like the way I oh, I described it after season three was that season one is not good. I'm never I'm not gonna try to convince nope. anybody that season one is nope. good. And then season two is good. It's you can watch that and say this is good TV. Season three is undeniably great television. Just bottom yeah. line, I love season three. That's when I was like, okay. That, Cause that's actually what I had done was I, I watched the first half of season one and I gave up on the show. Then I was like, I heard season two was better. So right before season three started, I binged the end of season one and season two. And I was like, it does get better. And then season three yeah. happened. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, the show is really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe it's just the fact that that's when I came back and that's when I was like, man, this show is actually really good. But for me, it's just so consistently good. There was I only remember ever coming away from one episode being like, yeah, it was okay. The rest of it, I was just like, this is great. I'm loving yeah. every second of it. Um, Dude, man, there were some great episodes in season three, too. Yeah. I thought the Hive stuff... See, whereas you were mentioning, you know, bringing back Ward to be Hive. I felt the same way until they introduced that aspect of him. Mm-hmm. I love that Ward was kind of still there. Like, there was an episode where he was talking about how Ward was still kind of in there in some sort of way where mm-hmm. he still had those emotions and all that and i was like man that's a that's a great you know point as far as bringing back like making this ultimate evil inhuman villain and having like this human aspect with ward yeah so yeah man i Fair mean it was, it was, yeah season three was great too i can't lie yeah all right well thank you for joining us for this um agents of shield season recap and it was it's good to talk agents of shield i can rant about it on twitter all i want but it's good to actually be able to talk to somebody about it not gonna lie so thanks for coming on man absolutely man it was a pleasure to be here all right well um where can people find you on twitter and everything yeah you can find me on twitter at squad leader ace and i also have a youtube channel now which i just started like three weeks ago um at squad leader ace so you can find me talking about attack on titan um on my youtube channel and then i'll also be talking further with uh, other animes as well um yeah you'll see that there so awesome check it out awesome all right well thank you guys for joining us for this episode of the screen fellows podcast um make sure you follow us all over social media all at screen fellows facebook twitter instagram we're everywhere And also subscribe to the YouTube channel because it's summertime. We're going to have tons of new content coming out. So definitely check that out. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. This is Screenfellas. Fellas.